From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. So many of us are sheltering in place to prevent the community spread of coronavirus and its disrupting exercise routines. I'm speaking with someone today who has some suggestions for how to get by. Dr. Carol Sames is with me by telephone. She's an exercise physiologist and the director of Upstate's Vitality Program and an associate professor of physical therapy and physician assistant studies. Thank you for making time for HealthLink, Dr. Sames. Thank you, Amber. Now, you and I have talked about the importance of exercise before, um, but let me ask you whether it's still important during a pandemic. Well, I would put forth that it's even more important during a pandemic, and we certainly know that exercise is important anyway, but people are feeling unsettled. Um, we're out of our routine, and so being active is even more important because um, when we tend to be stressed or anxious, we have an increase in cortisol, which is, among other things, is the stress hormone. And elevated levels of cortisol are associated with inflammation and cardiovascular disease. And so it's even more important to be flexible, but to continue to be active. And some of us that have jobs where we're active in our jobs, if we're not doing those jobs right now, we're not getting like any activity. Right, so. exactly. So, um, you know, it's funny. I looked out my window the other day on Sunday when it was nice, and my street was crowded with individuals that were walking and running, and I have not seen them in the 27 years I've lived here. <laughs> and I thought, good for you. This is this is what we want to see, but we really want to encourage people. You may have been in a facility, so the Vitality Program is currently closed and um, we're sending out emails just encouraging our participants to continue to move, to, you know, be, be flexible, but um, make your home, you know, your gym or your active area. Well, let's briefly review what the fitness standards are. What should people be shooting for? So the ultimate goal um, is 150 minutes a week of what we call moderate activity. And so that's activity where you can still carry on a conversation. Um, we want to do some type of strength training two to three times a week and then some flexibility-type training. And they're the guidelines. But within those guidelines, if, if we have an individual who really hasn't been very active, any minutes are important. And so we don't want people to say, well, I can't possibly do something for 30 minutes we say, okay, can you do two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, and let's try to do that multiple times during the day, and voila, you get your minutes in. So let's talk about some ideas because getting out um, is recommended um, as long as you're not congregating with groups of people. Getting out into, and if weather allows, um, doing some outdoor things. What are some more solitary types of activities that someone can do for cardio, just for you know, getting active. Is, right. is walking kind of the safest thing to start? Walking's fantastic. And, you know, regardless of where you live, you, you might have to do multiple laps if you're indoors. Um, but you can get minutes in. And again, it doesn't have to be in a solid 20 to 30 minute chunk. It can be smaller um, act, pieces of activity. Um, if somebody's able, Stairs, if you have stairs in your home and you're able to, to use stairs, stairs are actually 
quite uh, a good activity. If people don't like to come downstairs because that type of eccentric contraction can be a little more challenging on the knees, you can just take one step and just go, you know, right foot up, left foot up, right foot down, left foot down. And um, it's a great way to also get a little bit of quadricep, hamstring, and some gluteus uh, maximus and minimus uh, activity. So there it might require a little bit of creativity. Some individuals might have some old exercise equipment that has probably made its way to the basement um, that potentially could be used. Maybe there's a stationary bike or something that could be used. So it might require flexibility if you've been a member at, at a Y or, or some type of fitness facility. You're, you're not going to have that type of selection, but, but you have your mind and you have um, flexibility um, there's also a lot of things online. Um, so say, for instance, um, I need to do my exercises in a chair. You can Google chair exercises and get videos or pictures of activities that you can do in a chair. So there is everything out there. A lot of organizations are uh, allowing you know, free videos of different types of activities. Uh, the other day I went for a walk. And I decided I would talk to my sister at the same time. Of course, she lives in Arizona, and her weather is tremendously better than what we had. But it was kind of fun because um, I'm not usually a walker. I'm usually a runner. And the next thing I knew, 45 minutes had gone by. And, uh, you know, it was fantastic. That works, too. So maybe spread out your furniture in your living room and, and look at what you can find online and do some classes on your own at home. That certainly is an option. And the classes run the gambit from, you know, more higher intensity to to lower intensity. So, you know, you obviously want to select the activity that that would be appropriate for you. Um, And there are so many choices. I was actually looking the other day to just see, wow, can we get the range of activities? And there's so much out there. Is it safe to start a running routine if you haven't been a runner previous to this? Is it safe to start that at this point? You know, kind of depending on an individual's past medical medical history, you know, we could say yes or no, but here's what I would say. Just from a musculoskeletal standpoint, if you just go out and run, you're going to have some impressive muscle soreness, which may then prevent you from continuing the idea of running. So what we usually tell people is if you have not run before, start with two minutes walking, one minute running, and alternate that. And then gradually, you know, two minutes walking, two minutes running, gradually build up three minutes running, two minutes walking. You get the idea. So don't just go out and try to run as far as you can, but really be methodical about it. It just, you know, running, there's a lot of force involved there. Um, You want to make sure you have the right footwear. You know, I'm not wearing my Chuck Taylors that I wore 30 years ago that have no midsole in them. Um, you know, I don't need to transmit all those forces up through my legs, my extremities. Um, so, you know, the concept is that, you know, sometimes people are like, I want to do this and I want to do it all now. And you know, I didn't get out of shape in a day or a week or a month. It, it probably took me time. So I need to get back, but I need to do it slowly so that I continue to be active. Um, I don't want to start something for a week and go, yeah. I'm really sore now. I don't want to continue with that. So, uh, 
it's really best to just not jump into jogging or running, but to, you know, run, walk, um, because people tend to be more adherent to a gradual program. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Carol Sames, an exercise physiologist from Upstate. I want to ask you about strength training. Uh-huh. Um, people new to weightlifting, um, they may start with, you know, the heavy soup cans at home. But for people who are experienced and are used to going to the gym and lifting some weights, that's really not going to cut it. So what would you suggest for that person? So there's a lot of fantastic body weight exercises that you can do. Um, so, that, so body weight would be like push-ups where you're using your own body? As, right, push-ups. And, you know, if if you get somebody who's really fairly strong, you know, they might need to do a lot of push-ups, but you could do things like elevated push-ups where you put your legs up on a chair and do push-ups that way. Um, or one of those round stability balls. Uh, do push-ups on a stability ball where you have an unstable type of surface. And that's really challenging. I mean, that would even be challenging for individuals who are really strong. Um, but for even for people that are just new to strength training, you could do push-ups off the wall. Um, uh, you know, but you can also do lunges, which are fantastic. You know, I want to go through a uh, an appropriate range of motion for my knees and hips, but but they're wonderful. Um, I can do calf raises where I just go up on my toes and back down to you know kind of work on my lower leg. There's there's really a lot of things that you can do that don't require the use of equipment um, or minimal equipment like a stability ball or an exercise band. You know they're very inexpensive, and um, you can get a lot of good activities from bands. What about um, flexibility training? Because that's one of the other guidelines, right, to get some flexibility work? So flexibility, honestly, between a wall and a chair, (laughs) again, um, or standing, you you can work major muscle groups and work on flexibility and and not need anything. Um, uh, You know, I, I usually tell individuals as we get older, one of the areas where we lose flexibility is in the ankle, and then the other is in the cervical, the neck area. And so I've even started doing this uh, if I'm watching regular television and there's commercials to do um, the alphabet with, you know, outline the alphabet with your um, ankles, with your feet, you know, draw a capital A, B, C. And um, if you really want to make it challenging from a motor coordination standpoint, try doing both feet at the same time. And that's great flexibility. Um, working on ankle, which we tend to lose our flexibility of the ankle, and that impacts our walking. And then with neck, I will, you know, just, again, through my pain-free range of motion, look from one side to the other, put my chin down to chest, ear to shoulder, just to kind of work on that cervical flexibility, which is greatly needed when you're, when we finally are able to return to the grocery store and you're trying to back out of a spot, you know, you need to kind of be able to turn around and see. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, if you're a person who's been quarantined at home because you have a positive coronavirus test, but and you're and you, you know, you're feeling sick, but you're not that sick that you need to be hospitalized, you know, you've got, you know, uh, fever and um, cough, but you know, you're safe to be at home. Is it okay to exercise or, or not? So you, you want to continue to move around. 
um, kind of depending on where that fever would be. Uh, and, and, you know, if a fever starts to get usually over 100 in adults, you're probably not feeling really great. Um, but, you know, if you have symptoms and, it's, and you really don't have much of a fever, it's just good to move. Um, you know, if, if not anything else, just for simply blood flow. Um, and when you sit for long periods of time, when you stand, that's tough on the lower back. Um, it's just, it's, it's tough on core and, and hamstrings, and it, it makes the hip flexors weaker when we're not using them. So just to, to get up and move, you know, I think sometimes we get individuals who haven't been active, and you don't even have to talk about walking outside. You can say, listen, you know, now might be a good time to start to think about maybe some spring cleaning. So I'm going to organize a closet or I'm going to organize some drawers or something along those lines where I'm kind of having to get up and moving around and organizing things. That can be activity, especially for somebody who hasn't been doing much. Um, and that so might help you feel better, too, rather than just laying still it, all day. It it absolutely will. We, we know that um, if you're just not doing anything, um, it, it tends to be, you know, um, depressing to just be sitting all day. And then when you go to stand up, it's like being in a car ride for a couple of hours. You get out of the car and you're like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> I'm struggling here to walk. Um, so we want to encourage people to be active, I think is probably a good term. And, um, you know, eventually it's going to get a little nicer out. The snow's going to melt. And that might then bring on some yard work or, you know, some some spring cleaning. I personally just started working on some closets that had been long ignored. Um, and it was actually more activity than I had anticipated because I seem to have accumulated more junk than I realized. Well, good advice. Thank you so much to Dr. Carol Sames. She's an exercise physiologist and the Vitality Program Director at Upstate, where she's also Associate Professor of Physical Therapy and Physician Assistant Studies. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.